You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Hey, I'm just really excited because I believe that God gave me a word for us. I believe tonight that we are going to be equipped to conquer our giants. How many of you have giants that you're facing tonight? I believe the Holy Spirit's going to equip us in, in how to approach the giants in the land. How many of you know that it's not easy? Like, God calls you, but it's, it's not like it's going to be a piece of cake. There's battles in front of us. So I, I'm excited for tonight. But before that, can we just uh, honor our pastors, Jurgen and Leanne, for their vision, their leadership. Come on, their courage. Our pastors, Mike and Katie, aren't they doing an amazing job? Best campus pastors. I'm a little biased, but it's true. I've been to a few campuses, and I think they're the best. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, I'm excited for tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be really good. Um, how many of you have ever been to a, another country where, you know, there was no English or Spanish? It's like some other language. Anybody ever been to another country? Uh, in 2018, uh, we, my family and I, got to go to Italy. How many of you ever been to Italy before? Italy? Beautiful place. Uh, we got really into wine in 2013. We really wanted to go to Tuscany and visit um, the wineries there, but the vineyards, it was beautiful. I mean, these amazing green hills and, and incredible. But I tell you what, there's no wine like Napa, like California wine, Napa, Paso Robles, no, no business there. But um, So we're there, and uh, I really wanted to experience the culture. I just, you know, you watch the movies, and Italian people, you know, they're loud and boisterous, and, and you know, they're strong, and I just wanted to experience that. And uh, I ate pasta three times a day, uh, no joke. Didn't gain one pound because there's something about the pasta there is different. Uh, I ate, had gelato every day, twice a day. It was really good too. I was on a special diet and uh, it worked. Pasta and gelato <laughs> multiple times a day. But uh, it, it was great, you know. Uh, then we, we went to all these beautiful towns. Uh, I remember we, we got to this really beautiful coffee shop. And... Uh, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to try this. And so I, I said, um, hey, can I, can I, I want to try the Italian coffee. So I said, okay, can I have a, a, a latte, please? And you know, we have the, the privilege that English is, for the most part, spoken all over the world. So can I have a latte, please? And she looks at me funny, like, what are you talking about? So I, I bust out in Spanish, so, yeah, yeah, latte, por favore, you know. <laughs> I pretend that I spoke Italian, like, the entire time. You know, it's just like, you just Spanish with like the little tone to it, you know. No me entiendo, un latte, por favore. She's still look, looking at me funny. Then look to my side and, and Natalie's like laughing at me. So they, they bring me like my cup of coffee and I realize it's just milk. I'm like, no, no, latte, latte, café con leche. Oh, café, café. I didn't realize that in Italian, latte is milk. So she's like, you were asking for milk. But, but I realized something that you can't, as much as I wanted to experience the richness and the depth of, of the Italian culture, you, you, I, I couldn't experience that much because I didn't speak the language. You got to speak the language to be able to experience all that Italy has to offer, the slang, the, the communication, the culture. It's the same in the kingdom. The kingdom has a language. The kingdom of God has a language. The title of my message tonight, 
the language of the kingdom. See, God doesn't speak English or Spanish. I'm sure he does. He, he speaks faith. The language of the kingdom is a language of faith. See, I can pray to God all I want in English and Spanish or whatever, but if I don't speak his language, oh, come on, somebody. If I don't speak his language, how am I going to communicate with him? How is he going to, to hear me and move in my life? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm trying to talk to some people tonight that want change in their lives. Come on, you want, to active, you want to activate all the gifts and talents and the power and the, and the riches of the inheritance that God has for us. Did you know that God has gave us tools? And he, he has tools for us to, to, to walk out our lives and to conquer our giants. So that's, that's, that's what we're going to go after tonight. The principles that I, I want to share with you tonight are principles that I learned from from Dr. Cho, I don't know if you remember Pastor Jurgen on Sunday. He said, you know, Dr. Cho, he would say, pray and obey. He, he was from South Korea. Incredible man. He had pastor the church of uh, uh, a million people. And, I mean, it was incredible the things that he did. It was like a thousand ministries, thousands of churches all over the world. Raised up 50,000 millionaires in his church because he understood the principle of prosperity. That prosperity has a purpose. It's for, for, there's a divine flow to prosperity. It's something God has for us. He did amazing things. But I, I, I read his book, The Fourth Dimension, in 2006, which, by the way, I really recommend it. Um, I think it might be one of the most powerful books outside, besides the Bible. And there are principles that I've operated in, in for 15, 17 years now. And, and they work. So I, I want to share with you some of those. Is that Okay. So why don't we go to Numbers 13. Uh, we, we're going to read a large portion of Scripture because we are really going to identify the language of the kingdom here. Is that cool? Okay, let's go, let's go. Tony got me fired up, man. That was, that's, Tony's better than a monster, than a red bull, man. It's like you just want to, you know, have Tony, like, at home wake you up, you know, like a little Tony. Like a, like a bubblehead Tony. You press play, you know, and just going at it. Like that's, I think, I think we need a, a little bit of that. that that'd, be, that'd be really good. But uh, Numbers 13, let's start, in, um, let's start in verse 26. So up until this point, the Bible says in Numbers 13, 1, that the Lord spoke to Moses. He said, I want you to send, send out spies into the land that I'm giving to the children of Israel. He said, so Moses gathered the leaders of each tribe. He sent 12 spies to spy on the land. And, and this is where we pick up on the story because the spies went out and they came back with, a, with their own report. So we'll start in verse 26. And it reads, now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told them and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Verse 30, then Caleb 
quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the man who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anna came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were, we were in their sight. Crazy. Numbers 14, 6 through 9. Then they keep on going with their bad report. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Amen. Do, do, do you guys see the contrast here? Just if you got lost for a second, like that happens to me all the time. Let me just summarize. Here you have 12 spies that go and see the land. And indeed the land was flowing with milk and honey. It was a beautiful land. Just as God promised it. They get there and they, they're shocked that the land was, was fortified. There were strong cities. There were giants in the land. I'm assuming they saw crazy soldiers. And, and they're like, how in the world are we going to conquer this land? Doesn't that sound familiar? How many of you have ever received a promise from God? I mean, that, that sounds fancy, but if you've been coming for, you just started coming to church and maybe to a Christianity, how many of you ever had a dream of something? Do you know the Holy Spirit works through deep desires in your hearts? How many of you ever had a dream? And, and somehow you step into your dream, you go spy out the line. It's something very common we do. Like I remember when God told me to go into the customs brokerage business, I went to spy out the land. I just went online and like, who are the customs brokers in the area? And okay, their website is pretty bad and I can do better. I went to spy out the land, but I saw giants as well. And I remember feeling intimidated. Have you ever felt intimidated before? You go and maybe it's your career, maybe it's a house, and, and you get fired up on a Sunday morning and, and they preach about, how, man, God gave me a house, a tithe message is like I tithe, and then God gave me a million dollars in the mail. It was crazy. <laughs> so you go and you spy out the land where you want to live, and, and, and you go see all these homes, and, and then intimidation can come in. How, how, how am I ever... Listen, we, we criticize, like, I, I read this story my whole life, and I'd be like, man, those 10 spies, they were, like, they sucked pretty bad. <laughs> Have you ever felt like that? Like, hey, these guys were, like, you didn't get it. But then I started thinking a little more, like, you know what, that's all of us. How many of you ever, like, you launch a business, and then you realize that it's not that easy to run a business? Or you get married and the week, like two weeks in, you're like, it's not my honeymoon anymore. Like, nobody told me that it was going to be like that. Baby, you changed. It's only been a week. 
or you get excited, your wife gets pregnant. Gosh, I just really wanted a baby. You realize, you, I mean, you don't sleep for like 10 hours. I mean, 10 years, you know. <laughs> Nobody said it was going to be easy. In, in fact, the, the, the presence of giants, it's confirmation from God. God calls you, you step out in faith, and then you see the giants. Most of us get scared and walk away. What I'm saying is biblical. Out of 12, only two stayed. Who are you going to be? They see the giants and they freak out. They come back and, and they give their report. And then Caleb, the Bible says, quieted the people. He said, we're well able to overcome it. That is the language of the kingdom. It's a language of faith. It's a language of vision. It's a language of victory. It's a language of I'm well able. I got this. When no one else can see it, at least 80% of the people couldn't see it, but you can it's a language that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's a language that comes from the heart. And it's when your heart gets filled up with the Word of God and it's empowered by the Holy Spirit, then you can begin to see what God sees. Do you think that Joshua and Caleb didn't see the giants as well? I'm sure they were freaked out as well and shocked. But I'm going to tell you why I believe they were able to respond like that. I used to think that it was like kind of like a, like a man-made thing that you would just, you know, you men up and you, it was like a fabricated thing, like, like, like you, in your own strength. I'm going to speak faith. Oh, I got this. I can do this. There's no problem. My God is bigger. But it's not like that. It comes from the heart. I'm, I'm, I, I want to, I want, I'm believing the Holy Spirit is going to equip us tonight. To take on our giants tonight. To take on our giants. To take on the land that God has for us. Amen? So then you have Caleb and he's like, no. But you, you, you see that Caleb, the Bible says, Caleb would spend time in the tabernacle. In the presence of God. No wonder he, why he was so, so in tune, so connected. I've noticed in my life, when I'm not spending time with God, I mean, the giants seem bigger. And the problems, and, 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 and life begins to, gosh, my marriage is like, da, 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 my kids, and why are my kids not behaving? And man, where's the money? Like, like my clients, and people are complaining, and man, church, and gosh. But you, you step into the presence of God. And your personal devotion and you spending time with God in the word and prayer and worship, God begins to transform how you see. All of a sudden, the giants are big, but I know my God is greater. I, I know. I, I know. No, there's no giant too big for God. My God, what, he, <laughs> what he's done for so many people in the church, he can do it for me. So let's... Uh, Let's, 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 let's go into, let's break it down. Is that okay? Let's go to um, Hebrews 
Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Because the, the language of the kingdom is a language of faith. So for us to, to, to really operate in the power of the kingdom of God, we must understand the language of the kingdom, which is the language of faith. And, and faith and our words are interconnected. They're intertwined. They're, they must be together. Scientifically, um, neuroscientists found that the, the speech center in our brains control all the, other, all the other nerves in our body. So what does that mean? When I speak, my whole brain and body prepare Adrian, can we have you come up for a sec? My whole body and brain prepare to what I'm saying. Let me explain. If I'm always saying I feel tired. In fact, I had a friend who would always be like, oh, I'm tired, man. How you doing, bro? I'm just so tired, bro. I'm so tired. What, you're telling your body that you're tired. You're not only telling your body, you're instructing your body, all the nerves in your body, your whole brain, to be tired. So the more you, you, you say you're tired, the more tired you are. Oh, how you feeling? I'm, 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 man, I just feel weak, man. I don't know why. I just feel, I, oh, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. You know people always say, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. You, you're tell, you tell yourself that you don't feel good. So your body is now preparing to not feel good. If you feel okay, but it's just a bad habit, guess what? Your body is now preparing to be, to not feel good. I remember my sweet mom, man. My mom did an amazing job, but she killed it as a mom. Um, that's kind of arrogant to say, right? Like, like she killed it as a mom, like, like, look at me. I promise I didn't mean it like that. But she was an amazing mom. But, but every now and then, I was like, mom, can I have this toy? She's like, oh, I don't have any money. 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 You know what though? Later on you grow up in life, I, I realized that she did well for herself. But she prepped herself mentally. Whole body, whole nerves. I don't have any money, I don't have any money. It didn't matter what the situation was. She didn't have any money. Even if she had it, are you seeing what I'm saying? So I want to do a little exercise for a sec. Raise your hand if you, if, in fact, I want you to stand if you're facing a giant right now. You're facing a giant in your life, I want you to stand. I want you to stand right now. You're facing a giant. I want you to close your eyes for a sec. And Adrian's going to play. You can play really loud. And I want, I want you to take a minute. And I want you to say the words of Caleb. Okay? Caleb said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. And I want you to say it and repeat it over and over again. Just you and yourself. How hungry are you? Who cares if the person next to you can hear you? This is just for you and God. You're facing a giant. I want you to say it over and over again. I am well able to overcome it. I am I'm ready to take possession of the land. My God can do it for me. My God has anointed me. My God called me. He will provide for me. I'm well able to overcome. God is with me. Who can be against me? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm anointed for this project. I'm anointed for this assignment. I have the strength and the power of God. I have the church behind me. I have angels behind me. I release the blessing. I release angels to go ahead of me and to fight for me. I release the favor of God. I release the blessing of God. Now I want you to do it. Come on, you and your own words. I 
Allow yourself to hear yourself say the Word of God over and over again. This is what the Bible calls meditation. It's chewing on it. Come on. you to be really honest okay if you uh, please don't do it for me this is you and God if you felt a shift in your heart I want you to raise your hand if you felt a shift has anybody felt a shift okay this is you put your hands down this is one of the tools you can have have a seat thank you this is a tool that God gave us you can do this. Listen, atmosphere is everything, but you can do this at home. In the own privacy. This is the secret place. This is what you can do in your, your own prayer closet, your own car, wherever you are. This is, it's, it's, it's the power. That's why the Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's the language of the kingdom. Listen, that's why I believe that, if we didn't read this, but Moses, before, he tells the spies, hey, before they went, be of good courage, he said. Because he knew they'd probably get discouraged. But I don't believe that discouragement can exist, coexist in a heart full of faith. You can fight discouragement, but you can tap into the language of the kingdom. Listen, when I'm, when I'm discouraged, sometimes I'm just like a baby, to be honest baby I go to my wife anybody has any other husbands go to their wives and like yeah I just I just feel I feel comfort you know I feel at home like hug me I just had a really bad day really hard day <laughs> why is life so hard but if I'm like an emerge man feeling like an emerge man I'll close my eyes and I just see what God has shown me and I begin to declare the blessing and the favor and the power of God and, and when I see it, when I see it it, it, it shifts my atmosphere, my reality, my, my culture. You See, we create our reality with our words. Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters, over the earth. And, and then God said, let there be light. Boom. There was light. He did it six times. With his words, he, with, 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 with his words, he created. So, you guys ready for this? 
Okay, Hebrews 11, uh, verses 1 through 3. We have it up there? New King James? Perfect. Okay. So, Hebrews 11. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elder, elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Again, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Other translations, uh, actually definition of the word substance is a title deed. Like, like, like when you're praying for something, you, you want to pray until you feel the substance, the, the, the title deed on the inside of you. It's like you get pregnant with what God has shown you. And, and, and you pray and pray and believe and declare. We're going to get into it in a sec. But, but you, you pray until the, until the point your heart is, is about to burst. To burst with what you see, what God has shown you through his word. That is, this is not what I'm defining. This is, this is what, how the Bible defines faith. This is the language of the kingdom. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. It's, it's like, have you ever had evidence for something? That even though it wasn't there, but like you just know, like I know, it changes everything. That's faith. This is what's crazy. Then Hebrews 11 begins to list a name of heroes in the faith. By faith Moses, and by faith Abraham did so and so. By faith Jacob, and Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph. By faith, it says Joshua, across, you know, led the children of Israel and conquered Jericho. By faith. How did God define faith? It's right here. How do you think they operated? If the Bible says, if the author of Hebrews says that by faith they did, the, did these things. It means that they operated in the same principle. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Are you with me? Okay. So that's the first thing to understand is, is you want to pray and believe until you have the evidence, the substance. You want to launch a business. You want to own a home. Go to where you want to live and let God lead you and guide you. And you see it and you close your eyes and you take a mental picture. The Bible says in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Joel chapter 2. Young men will dream dreams. No, will see visions and old men will dream dreams. Dreams and visions are, is the language of the Holy Spirit. So when you close your eyes and you see in your mind's eye, this is, this is biblical. Some other movements have tried to made it their own. And new agey stuff. Oh, Pastor Mark was preaching some weird stuff. You can read Leader's Side by Pastor Jurgen. It's the exact same thing. How do you think we've grown to six campuses, going on 16 with nothing? You close your eyes, you're believing for a home and you see it and you believe it. You ask God to give you the rhema. We're going to the rhema word of God. And you pray and you believe until your heart is pregnant 
pregnant with the substance, the manifestation of what God wants to do in your life. Are you with me? Okay, let's keep going. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans 10, 17 says that faith, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, by the, by the, by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word for the word word here in the Greek is rhema. Have you heard of the rhema before? Uh, the, the Greek definition for the word rhema is saying. It's something that God is saying. So faith comes by God saying, not he said. He's saying something. God is saying something to you. So you read your Bible. I'll give you an example in a minute. You're reading your Bible, you're doing the one-year plan, and then I ask every morning, Holy Spirit, give me the rhema for today. Give me the rhema. And then I begin to read. Oh, this is the rhema. It's, it's and another definition. Dr. Cho defined it as this. A specific word for a specific time for a specific situation. A specific word for a specific time for a specific situation where you know that God spoke to you for your situation. It's the same, I gave, gave the example before. Remember when Peter walked on water? G, Peter sees Jesus walking on the water and Peter said, Lord, if that's you, help me, let me come to you. So he's asking for a rhema word. So Jesus said, come. Peter, Peter walked on the rhema word of God. It was a specific word for a specific time for a specific situation. If the other disciples jumped on the water, I'm sure they would have drowned. The word was for Peter. You hear what I'm saying? So he jumps on the water. He begins to walk on water. It was a rhema word. When Natalie and I believed, we, Natalie and I, in 2000, about 2017, began to look for homes. I've told you the story before. And we saw this home. It was our dream home. It was not for sale, but we wrote a note. It said, hey, if you ever sell your home, please call us. Here's your number. They never called. But the journey started then. Then Pastor Mike preaches a great message on faith. Natalie prays for a home. And the next day she's like, babe, we got to buy this home. I'm like, no. We love our house. But then God gave me a dream. The very next thing I did, I said, God, give me a rhema. Give me a rhema. Speak to me for my situation. So I began to read and God spoke to me out of Acts 13. He told me, your house will be a light to the Gentiles. I said, babe. God spoke to me. Come here. She didn't come. I said, babe, come. God spoke to me. Come here. She came. I told her, hey, we got to do this. God spoke to me. We got to sell our homes. We're going to go into this house. God said, our house will be a light to the Gentiles. I know God spoke to me. How do you know it was God? Well, I just knew. You better make sure it's God, though. I knew by faith. So now I'd love to tell you that it was easy. That it was a piece of cake. How many of you know that when you step in, into the promise of what God has for you, you're going to see giants in the land? Like a week later, we lose our number one client in my business. A week later. I start freaking out. I'm like, you told me my house would be a light to the Gentiles. And right after that, my number one client leaves. It doesn't come easy. It was the best thing that ever happened to me because it, it showed me how to trust in God. 
that God was my provider. God spoke to me and he said, for, for you to go where I'm taking you, you need to believe every single word in the Bible. Every single word. And I'm inspired every time I see Pastor Jurgen, a man that, lead, that believes every single word in the Bible. You talk to him, he just responds in Bible language. It's like so-and-so and so-and-so. This is what I see. It's so much wisdom. For you to go to where God wants to take you, you need to learn to operate in the rhema, Word of God. So this is how it works. Let's go to Rome, Romans chapter 10. We're almost done, okay? If you're catching this, cool. If not, I'm believing I'm sowing seeds. Romans chapter 10 verses 8 through 10. Listen to this. Paul gives us the example of how praying and operating the rhema works. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation or manifestation. With the heart we believe and with the mouth we confess. Salvation was the manifestation of the work of Christ. As you confess with your mouth, you begin to declare the manifestation of what you're believing for. I remember in 2000, 2009, I'm reading my Bible, the one-year Bible, and I'm, I'm reading Romans, and Paul is talking about Abraham, and he's recalling the, the time where God tells Abraham, hey, at this said time next year, you're going to have a son. And it just hit me. I knew God was speaking to me. I had plans. I just got married. I had plans to wait for two, three years. We're going to travel the world with all the money we didn't have. And, but God spoke to me. He said, this said time next year, you're going to have a son. I said, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, God, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a dad. I said, God, you got to talk to Natalie. I'm not I'm about to say anything. Two days later, true story. She's like, hey, babe, we're driving. She's like, hey, babe, have you ever thought, have you been thinking about having babies or anything like that? I'm like, no way. God just spoke to me. So we got to work. And it worked. So, you know, by the grace of God, she gets pregnant right away. This was April 2009. Said time next year, you're going to have a son. Six, eight weeks later, we lose our baby. We had a miscarriage. It was really difficult, really hard. It's in the presence of giants that your faith grows. That, that the will of God is confirmed. It's in the presence of difficulty and adversity that God wants to show off so we closed our eyes and we prayed guess what I contended with for the next number of months the rhema word that God had given me said God you told me 
this time next year, you're going to have a son. God gave Natalie a rhema. What was the rhema, Sarah? And Sarah believed that God would keep his promise. And we just contended and believed. Find out Natalie gets pregnant again around August, September. And we believed and believed and believed. There was risk and all these things they told us, but we believed. And we declared the word. We confessed with the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation or manifestation. April 2010, April 16, 2010, my son was born. Listen, you hear a lot of people talk about these testimonies because it works. If you have a giant in your life, if there's a land that God promised you that you want to conquer, operate in the principle of the rhema. How do you get a rhema? You read a lot of the Bible. You read the Bible. You sit down and you read. Oh, God's not answering my prayers. Listen, God's timing is perfect. It, it, it's, what do they say? It's not denied. It's delayed. It takes time. I'm going to pray for us. If you're, can, we can all stand. If you're here tonight, if you can just close your eyes and you're, you're here tonight and you feel you feel like there's some business that you need God to take care of for you. I want to call out specifically if you feel like you've been fighting against spirit of fear, a spirit of unbelief, spirit of negativity I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is going to come and empower us to be set free touch us deliver us tonight set us free if you've seen the fruit of a spirit of fear in your life spirit of control that keeps you from doing all that God has called you to spirit of negativity Spirit of unbelief, hard for you to believe in your heart, hard for you to confess and, and declare, well, that works for you. If that's you, I want you to be really bold and I want you to come to the front because we want to pray for you. We're going to do business with God. The Holy Spirit is going to come. He's going to touch us. We're going to be set free. It's that powerful. Make sure you make some room. There's a ton of room over here. Find some room, yeah. There's more room over here. I'm, I'm, I know the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to touch you. And we're going to command those dumb spirits to leave. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence right now. Holy Spirit, come and do what only you can do with your power. Jesus, thank you for giving us authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt us. Nothing. Nothing. I want you to close your eyes. 
And I want you to repeat after me. I renounce spirit of fear. I renounce spirit of unbelief. I renounce spirit of control. I renounce spirit of negativity. I break contract with any demonic spirit that I follow and I've been influenced by. I break it now in the name of Jesus. In the powerful name of Jesus Christ. I claim the blood of Jesus and Holy Spirit, I thank you for the victory. I thank you that I'm free. Now with your eyes closed, I want you to see Jesus right now. It's just you and Jesus and His, His grace flowing down to you. I want you to feel your hearts, see your hearts filled, your minds filled, your body filled. And I, I'm, you're going to begin to experience a peace that surpasses all understanding. You're going to feel lighter. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel invincible. If you speak in tongues, just begin to speak in your prayer language right now. If you don't speak in, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want you to receive it right now. Just receive it. Say, Holy Spirit, touch me right now. Give me my heavenly language. Hey, remember the speech center controls all the other nerves. If you don't speak in tongues, just begin to speak it right now. It's the Holy Spirit. I see you running. I see you running fast. N nothing's stopping you. Man, I see you breaking through walls, invincible because of the Spirit of God, the power of God. Man, I, I see ropes trying to hold you back demons that were trying to stop you because he the devil knew what God wanted to do with you but those ropes have been broken off in the powerful name of Jesus you're gonna run fast with wisdom and strength and faith you're gonna have the confession of Caleb I prophesy the Holy Spirit is gonna convict you anytime you don't speak the language of the kingdom Holy Spirit come and touch every heart every tongue right now touch our mouths that we may speak the language of the kingdom there's no doubt in our hearts we speak faith we believe we're like Caleb and Joshua come on awaken Eastlake campus takes on the spirit of Joshua and we believe that we will conquer we believe that we will win we are those kinds of leaders in the name of Jesus Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.